BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hello and welcome to a Thursday live right here on the early line on SportsGrid and all across the SportsGrid network. That includes SportsGrid.com slash watch where you can find your favorite destination and consume everything all across the grid. I am Ben Stevens. He is Donnie Wrightside. We are back together for the first time in nearly two weeks live right here on the early line. DRS, it is glad to be back with you. Thank you for holding down the fort these last few days as I was away on vacation following Super Bowl Sunday. But very happy to be back with you here on the early line. And away we go on a big-time Thursday here. Zinno was in for us. Obviously, we had Davis Maddock. We had a great time on the show. But we were waiting. I said, man, when is the last time Ben actually hosted the early line? And then you come back just looking all spiffy at this point. It's like the first day of school for you today, man. I love it. I mean, listen, a couple of guys in suit jackets talking about sports. Mm-hmm. That is our charge. That is yep. our mission here. Of course, we were together in Las Vegas live on the FanDuel Sportsbook set for pro football today. It's been a minute since we were here on the early line. And, Donnie, we start with somber and devastating news out of Kansas City. On a day that started with celebration, it ended with tragedy. A shooting at the Super Bowl parade for the Kansas City Chiefs in KC. It has left one person dead, 21 others shot and wounded. That is the latest report that we have as of this moment. Three suspects have been detained and are in custody by the Kansas City Police Department. The Chiefs also releasing a statement yesterday evening, Donnie, stating that every member of their staff, all coaches, all players were safe and accounted for but a day that was supposed to be only celebration ends in heartbreak in kansas city yeah just a tough scene all the way around it really caught me off guard because yesterday as i was doing money line on the nfl network they showed the parade the entire day so you're seeing patrick mahomes and you know kelsey up there and andy reed having a great time and actually after the show ended went out and i checked my social media feed it's like you know prayers to kansas city i'm like what does that even mean so just going back and checking it out it's amazing on like some of the biggest days that your city can have a completely joyous celebration. Somebody soulless has to come in and try to steal that for God knows what reason. Just a shame all the way around in Kansas City. So certainly a lot of people there certainly need your thoughts and prayers at this point right now. And that's what we're doing Absolutely. for Kansas City. Absolutely. And we give all of our respect 
and pride to those first responders in Kansas City that quickly responded on the scene. As of this moment, one person has passed, 21 others shot and wounded. It is the sad and unique reality of America that the pinnacle of American sports, a Super Bowl championship and Super Bowl 58 for the Chiefs, will now always be marred by a tragedy at the end of it. It will always be linked to a Super Bowl championship, and that is a stark reality the city of Kansas City now has to face. Nine children are being treated right now in KC. Nine children shot and wounded yesterday at a Super Bowl parade to celebrate their Super Bowl winning Kansas City Chiefs. It seems at times that when we go through this cycle once again, thoughts and prayers, a call to action that lawmakers fail to act, even when kids are wounded, we do nothing to protect them. It feels hopeless. Maybe at some point we will be spurned to actually make a change. Now to the rest of the headlines around the world of sports. Around the association we go. A nightcap in San Francisco between the Golden State Warriors and the L.A. Clippers. The Dubs entered last night, Donnie, winning five consecutive games. It seemed as though it was going to be six in a row with a double-digit lead in the fourth and final quarter. The Clippers respond for a victory last night. 131-25, the final score. For L.A. victorious over Golden State. The Clips win outright as a three-and-a-half-point road underdog. And by, yeah, uh, yesterday, my best bet on the show here, Ben, actually was the Golden State Warriors at minus three. I said they're in a pretty good spot. No Kawhi Leonard's going to play tonight. I like the way Golden State is playing. You have that, you know, coming up this weekend, All-Star weekend. Maybe the Clippers are a little bit, eh, you know, one last road trip, but we're really looking forward to that break here. And I go last night, and I'm scrolling through late, because you know me. I don't like to see the final score at that point. Every update from the Golden State website here on Twitter was saying, three-point shot made, three-point shot made. I said, this is the greatest win I've ever had, only to find out they lost outright. How does Steph drop nine triples last night and score 41 yeah. points and the Golden State Warriors blow a double-digit fourth quarter league? Ah, I'm done with it. Very different DRS from that five-game win streak for the Warriors in which they covered in all five games. The total went under 131.25, a total of 238 skies over last night. As we keep moving around the association, a 50-point victory for the NBA's best team, the Boston Celtics. Last night at home, 136-86 over the Brooklyn Nets. The C's now just the third team in NBA history with multiple 50-point wins in a single season. The Celtics slammed the Indiana Pacers way back in early November, winning by 51. A 50-point win for Boston last night over Brooklyn. But hey, how can you blame the Nets, right? It was a back-to-back. It was a tough situation. Whoa, hold on. Both of these teams actually want a back-to-back. Why? Because they played each other in Brooklyn and they get slapped by 50 points the next night after only losing by eight the night before. That's a crazy win for the Celtics, man. They do cover, as you would expect, winning by 50 as an 11-and-a-half-point favorite. Boston, the best team in the NBA by a pretty good margin. The only team that has 40 wins. The T-Wolves second best with 38, and Boston has 43. Unbeatable at home, 26-3 and straight up this season. Now, an interesting incident yesterday in Phoenix between the Pistons and the Suns. Isaiah Stewart was arrested by the Phoenix Police Department for a scuffle that involved Drew Eubanks of Phoenix yesterday in pregame before the game even began the two players Donnie involved in an altercation in the tunnels as they were entering the parking lots to the stadium Isaiah Stewart actually hit Drew Eubanks leading to his arrest 
It's an interesting movement here because most of the time in the sporting realm, police don't, or law enforcement, I should say, never get involved in this. But this one didn't take place on the basketball court, and rightfully so. I don't care what it is disagreement you have. You can't just go up and assault somebody here. So actually looks like we are going to see charges. Maybe, maybe gets dropped. But come on now. You can't be right. doing this before an NBA game. Be a professional. The Phoenix police releasing a statement yesterday. Stewart was arrested for assault and issued a citation and released. The investigation remains active. Now to college basketball. Top 15 tilt last night on the Plains in Auburn. And oh boy, those Tigers win by 40. 101-61 over South Carolina. Snapping a seven-game win streak for the Gamecocks. It was a line that stood out to me, Donnie. 11.5-point number in favor of Auburn. And there was a good reason they were a double-digit favorite. There was a couple of questionable lines last night, but if you're just reading those lines, that was a stone-cold Auburn line. A 21-3 team getting 11.5 points. Sign me up. Yeah, they got dropped right on their head there. Auburn's a good basketball team. The Titans of Detroit Mercy, far from ranked in the top 15, 0 and 26, entering last night against IUPUI, a 27-game losing skid dating back to last season. Detroit Mercy was its first game of the season, 81-66. The Titans cover as a five-and-a-half-point home favorite. And big news out of Columbus, Chris Holtman. The Ohio State men's basketball coach who had spent seven years at the helm of the Buckeyes fired yesterday. We'll talk more about college hoops and around the association. We go up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Around the association we go. Just a few more days until the NBA All-Star break in Indianapolis this weekend. A big night out in the Western Conference. The Golden State Warriors entering the All-Star break, playing their best basketball. Winners of five straight games. Last night in San Francisco, trying to make it six straight against the L.A. Clippers. And it seemed as though the Dubs would get their sixth consecutive dub and do just exactly that. Booked as a a three-and-a-half point home favorite no Kawhi Leonard on the other side for the LA Clippers but the Clips respond down double digits early in the fourth quarter they come all the way back to steal one in San Francisco 130-125 Los Angeles Donnie winning outright as a three and a half point underdog yeah, amazing here, and I end up losing this game overall, but I got everything I could want here. A great game out of Steph Curry for 41 points. Podziemski off the bench, plays 32 minutes, drops 25 points, which included a perfect 5 of 5 from three-point range, and also an 11-point lead entering into the fourth quarter and wasn't able to come away with a victory as the Clippers end up winning outright 130-125. to I thought it was a pretty good spot for Golden State, and again, preface this by saying Kawhi Leonard was already out. You know how we do it, Ben, here in the morning, right? We're handicapping games that aren't going to play for possibly 12 hours. So I was even under the guys yep. like, you know what? I'll take that three-point line right now. There might be a chance like James Harden or Paul George also sits this basketball game out, and they didn't. But again, if you would have told me tonight 
Steph is going to drop nine triples there, 41 points. They'll have a double-digit lead in the fourth quarter. Sign me up all day long. It didn't work out here. Quality win for the Clippers. The Clippers booked as an underdog for just the second time in the calendar year of 2024. Entering last night, not great as a dog this season. Eight previous games, just two and six against the number. But the Clips do win and cover last night as the three-and-a-half-point underdog, of course. Now three and six against the spread. The Clippers entered last night going under in eight of their previous ten games. On the five-game win streak for Golden State, under in all five last night the total of 238 and a half still finds its way over 44 points from the Clippers in that fourth and final quarter so just a three-game slate a triple header on this Thursday it is the final night of action before the NBA all-star break this weekend and then we'll be back on the court next Thursday but we're not at the halfway point and maybe now the football season is over you are starting to pay attention we are firmly past the halfway point of this season around 55 games for most teams around the association including the defending NBA champions the Denver Nuggets at home last night hosting the Sacramento Kings the Kings a five and a half point underdog and they went outright 102 98 in mile high what a night it was for De'Aaron Fox his Sacramento team Donnie down by one 93 92 with just over two minutes remaining in regulation De'Aaron Fox scored the final 10 points for Sacramento to lead the charge and the comeback the Kings win by four yeah, balanced attack here, Ben, is what you're saying from that Sacramento Kings starting five. You had 30 points out of De'Aaron Fox, 20 out of Barnes, and 20 out of Sabonis, who continues to be a monster, chipping in 13 rebounds, seven assists, and three steals on top of that. He's an absolute machine out there. But the one thing that you were missing for the Denver Nuggets, yes, they're at home. Yes, they usually play well in elevation. We didn't have Jamal Murray last night at that point. You had to lean on Nikola Jokic, only 15 points last night. If you have one of your superstars sit out and your second superstar, who might be the MVP only chipping in with 15, that's going to be a tough night. The Denver Nuggets don't even get to the century mark. That's a big-time win for the Sacramento Kings, Ben. Yeah. You can file away for the playoffs and use that for your advantage. Say, hey, you know what? If we meet again, we can beat you. We can beat you in a low-scoring game, and we can beat you in your own building. Only the fifth loss at home this season for the Denver Nuggets. Now 12-3-1 against the spread. Again, Denver booked as a five-and-a-half-point home favorite last night against Sacramento. So the Nugs here at the All-Star break, 36-19. Fourth-best mark in the Western Conference. A game behind the Clippers, who are 36-17. and Both L.A. and Denver looking up in the standings. Not the odds board, as we'll show you in just a little bit. At the Minnesota Timberwolves, best record in the Western Conference, 38 and 16, trailed only by a game by the Oklahoma City Thunder, 37 and 17. Now to the Eastern Conference, the Philadelphia 76ers without Joel Embiid, well, it's been a struggle. The Sixers now have lost nine of their last 12 games, even last night booked as a shorthanded home favorite against a shorthanded road team in Miami. No Jimmy Butler out there for the Heat. No issue for Miami. They went outright as a two-and-a-half-point dog on the road in Philly, 109-104. I was surprised by that one. Last time we saw the Philadelphia 76ers knocking off one of the hottest teams in the NBA, the Cleveland Cavaliers. So, again, the Sixers are going to be struggling, no doubt about it, without Joel Embiid, as any team would without their MVP center in the lineup. But I thought this was a great spot, and I understand that the Miami Heat played incredibly well against the Milwaukee Bucks coming away with a victory, but this was a back-to-back -back and a road back-to-back, -back, meaning they go to Milwaukee and play that game, then go to the Philadelphia 76ers, who were rested here at home. I thought it was a good spot for the Sixers, but that's that Heat culture showing up one 
once again injured in the lineup. It doesn't matter. The Heat walk away with a big victory now improve to 30 and 25 on the season. Game high 30 points out of Tyrese Maxey. The newly acquired Buddy Heald, a double-double, 22 points, 10 dimes last night for the 76ers. But on the other side, three players in the starting lineup for Miami score 20 or more points. Duncan Robinson, five triples, 23 apiece for Bam Adebayo and Tyler Hero. Miami is now covered in five straight games. Their last three all booked as an underdog. Under in 15 of their last 18 as well. That is Miami Heat basketball. The return of Pascal Siakam to the Great White North last night in the sixth, the Pacers against the Raptors. And it comes with a victory for Pascal and his Pacers, 127-125. A two-and-a-half-point closing number, though, in favor of Indiana on the road. So the Raptors do get that slight cover. I think 43 is Pascal's former number for the Toronto Raptors. What a welcome back it was. Total goes over 246 and a half. Pascal Siakam in his return to the six, a team high 23 points for the Pacers. Yeah, good second half for the Pacers on the road as they were down four after the first quarter and then six at the half year. So a nice quality win overall. But we knew we would get tempo last night, hence the 127-125 final score. But sometimes, Ben, it just comes down to, you know, the av- law of averages. One team's going to drop 17 triples in a game. The other's going to drop yeah. six. You're probably going to lose that ball game. Toronto did last night. Good win for the Pacers, 31-25 and on the season. And the Raptors really looking for those ping pong balls at this point. Yeah, the Raptors are in a rebuild, as we know, trading away. Pascal Siakam, OG, and Anobi. A big win, though, for Indiana. They will enter the All-Star break. They'll host everybody in Indianapolis over the weekend in that sixth spot in the Eastern Conference. A matchup last night between the one of the hottest teams in the NBA that's now on a little bit of a skid and the best cover team in all of the association. The Orlando Magic at home against the New York Knicks win by 18, 111 100 over New York. The Magic cover as a three and a half point home favorite. Now 36 and 19 against the number this year. 10 and 3 against the spread as a home favorite. Orlando, the best cover team in the NBA. New York, who was the hottest team to start off the calendar year 2024, has now dropped four straight games. Yeah, there's too many minutes being played by backups for the New York Knicks, and it was amazing that they were holding on and winning basketball games before we went out to Las Vegas. Say, man, maybe it is yeah. the Knicks year at this point, but that's certainly catching up to them now. And also, the Orlando Magic were on a back-to-back, but a home back-to-back with no travel. I liked the Magic yesterday to cover that number, and they did fairly easily, 118-100. The New York Knicks, who had won nine straight games, the hottest team in the NBA, have now dropped four straight and after the nine-game win streak have lost five of their last six. Just something to pay attention to. And as we know, in the nine-game win streak, eight of the nine games stayed under for the New York Knicks now that they've dropped five of their last six, three of those games over. Again, it is the dichotomy of New York Knicks basketball under Tom Thibodeau. So here's where the Eastern Conference stands at the moment. Orlando five games above 530 and 25 in the eighth spot. The New York Knicks on the climb into the fourth spot in the Eastern Conference. 11 games above 533 and 22. But everybody out east trailing the Boston Celtics. Again, the best record in the NBA for Boston. 40 Three and twelve, the only team that's even won forty games so far this season, and a six-game cushion for the top spot out east. The MVP race in the NBA. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. A triple header of action in the association on this Thursday evening around the NBA. It is the final night of games before All-Star Weekend this weekend in Indianapolis. Tonight, the final night of NBA games, a week off. Next Thursday, we pick up action around the association again. So we're not at the midway point of this NBA season. Most teams around the association, 54, 55, 56, 57 of their 82 regular season games this season, Donnie. But it does give us a time to pause, reset, and look at where the landscape of the NBA stands, including in the MVP race. Now, the Philadelphia 76ers on a slide without the reigning MVP, Joel Embiid, who now has missed 20 games this season for Philadelphia, officially disqualifying him from any postseason awards or honors. That would be all NBA teams and of course in the MVP race as well you can only miss 17 games they hit that 65 game minimum out of the 82 in a regular season to qualify for MVP consideration and it's kind of a shame Donnie he's going to miss more even after the all-star break with that left knee injury as well because the numbers and the efficiency that JoJo was putting up this season for Philadelphia, unlike anything we really have ever seen in the history of the NBA. Yeah, and by the way, some of that silver lining we talk about, now nobody ever wants to see an MVP get injured, but if there is something that you can point to towards the playoffs is, Joel Embiid can, re- Joel Embiid can rehab that knee for the rest of the next two to three months here before the playoffs begin, if the Sixers make it in. Maybe he's rested and ready. Now granted, to be a big man, you know, seven foot tall, 270, 280 pounds, it does take you some time to get back on the court and get those crazy skills that Joel Embiid has right back into the fold. Now that could be a downside, but how many times, yeah. Ben, in the past couple of years have we seen the Philadelphia 76ers try to make a playoff running back? Oh, Joel Embiid's face is smashed. His knee hurts. He's sick tonight. You know, tendinitis. We've seen it all pop up on him. Maybe this is the one year where now that he knows he can't win the MVP, he's not going to rush back. The Sixers will take their time and he will be better off for it once the playoffs begin. Because the one thing that we do know is here, the past couple of years haven't worked out in the Sixers' favor because why? Joel Embiid hasn't really been 100% for any one of these playoff runs. There's a chance that he possibly could be 100% for this playoff run, and I'm willing to let it stand here. You just need to pile a couple victories up. The one they led away last night, you're supposed to beat the Miami Heat in that spot here. Hopefully that doesn't come back to bite them. But from my point of view, it actually might be a good thing that Joel Embiid can't win the MVP because he's not going to rush back then. 
despite the struggles, they've lost nine of their last 12. The Sixers are still 10 games above 500, 32 and 22 in that fifth spot in the NBA's Eastern Conference. According to the odds, though, that's where Philly has taken a dip. Along with Boston and Milwaukee for most of this season, Philly had one of those other prices that was triple digits, now 16 to 1 for Philadelphia. They've lost nine of their last 12. Joel Embiid has missed 10 of those 12 games. So again, he is not on the board when it comes to the odds for the MVP market on the FanDuel Sportsbook. He will not hit the minimum for the Philadelphia 76ers this season, which almost by default, and I don't mean by default because the numbers are there, but the numbers are the expectation for Nikola Jokic, who won the two NBA MVPs the previous two seasons before Joel Embiid won it just a year ago. Now an odds-on favorite at minus 160. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, second-best price, plus 250 for the upstart Oklahoma City Thunder. And Giannis Antetokounmpo, third-best price at 7-1. Those are the top three, Donnie, all three numbers with three digits in them to win the NBA's MVP award this season. But Nikola Jokic, the odds-on favorite, in minus money, a minus 160 number now as Denver heads into the All-Star break. And by the way, we love new things, Ben, right? You take a look at SGA, they're getting a lot of respect at a plus 250 price. That's unbelievable yeah. here. Only behind Jokic, as you pointed out, that minus 160 price. Now, we talk about this. We, we had spirited conversations throughout the NFL season. Who should be MVP? And always talk about yep. the extracurriculars. Like, where does that team stand here? Yeah, Lamar Jackson deserved to be the MVP. They had the number one overall record in the NFL. They had a head-to-head match there with Brock Purdy in San Francisco that they won. So despite the playoff success not being what we thought it would be for Baltimore, it's a regular season award so i'm really interested to see the minnesota timberwolves i think have a game yep. lead over okc at this point right now if okc can finish with the best record in the western conference that's going to give a boost to sga and also let's remind ourselves he's not just one of those cogs in the wheel you know that goes around for okc oh on any given night this guy could step up sga scores 30 points every single night they're no longer a surprise here he's been doing this now for a couple years it's great to see the recognition but it is going to be hard with Giannis Antetokounmpo putting up ridiculous stats on a night-to-night basis. Nikola Jokic, who we could probably agree is the best overall NBA pair, most well-rounded NBA player. Yeah. But I love SGA. Let's see if that team can take down that number one seed because that'll give them a real boost in the MVP race. Two boosts for SGA. One being that Oklahoma City, 37 and 17, as Donnie alluded to, just a game behind Minnesota for that best record in the Western Conference. If the Thunder claim the number one seed entering the Western Conference postseason, a huge boost for Shea Gilgis Alexander. However, unlike a quarterback in the NFL, wins and losses not necessarily as closely associated with an individual player even the most important individual player for any NBA team second thing is Nikola Jokic winning the NBA MVP award for a third time in the last four years will there be voter fatigue for a guy that is not doing anything more outstanding than what he has already done and I understand that's a difficult bar to clear. When you are doing things that no other basketball player on planet Earth can't accomplish and doing it once again, it's like we hold you to a higher standard, or at least we are expected to see those outcomes on a nightly basis. Because when you look at the numbers for Nikola Jokic this season, averaging better than 26 points per game, but that trails his two NBA MVP seasons in 2021-22 and 2020 and 21. 
one. He is averaging less rebounds than he did two years ago, slightly more rebounds than he did three years ago when he won the NBA MVP award, 12 rebounds per game here and on pace in terms of the assists that he is averaging per game in those NBA seasons as well, slightly an uptick. But you compare it to last year, they're virtually the same numbers when he didn't win the NBA MVP award and it went to Joel Embiid. I think the idea of voter fatigue, given that Nikola Jokic is doing exactly what we expect him to do, and it's the highest bar that you could possibly set around the association. But given that he's pretty much on pace with the numbers we have already seen, win him an MVP award, I guess you look at the argument one of two ways. Well, if those numbers won him the most valuable player award, why wouldn't these be enough to qualify him for the same honor but also the glass half empty approach if we've already seen him do it with numbers that are slightly a little bit worse right now and by decimal points I would argue then are we just going to give him the NBA MVP award even though he wasn't the best player there this year it just was a matter of injuries and the minimum that you needed to hit yeah, and we're still, look, we're, again, not all the way through the season, let's just say three quarters or in somewhere in that range. Injuries are still going to happen the rest of the way out. So we'll have to placate that. But also, if you're taking a look, who's actually chasing him down? And I always preface this by saying, the FanDuel Sportsbook doesn't yeah. actually vote on who gets to be the MVP. Right. It's just where the betting markets are pushing through. So I think it's always, you know, good to point that out. Because it's not Giannis Antetokounmpo. It's not Luka, Luka Doncic behind him saying, okay, minus 160, plus 100, plus 130. Whoa, three superstars with big names who can go off, and they will attract those voters here. It is interesting that OKC is not a big market, and SGA, yes, basketball guys know him, but maybe the general public not all that familiar with his game, as if they would be for Jokic and Antetokounmpo and Doncic at this point. It's going to be interesting to see how that's treated, because on a night-to-night basis, he has been spectacular, but maybe not getting the attention that we always look at Luka Doncic here and Nikola Jokic. I'm interested to see where this actually winds up because I would love to see it tighten up, but you're right. Voter fatigue is a real thing. If you have two guys neck and neck, voters, the human element comes into it and goes, you know what? We gave it to Jokic a couple times. When is SGA ever going to be here again? He's more than qualified yeah. to the number one seed in the West. Let's go ahead and give it to him. That could happen. Right now, Shea Gilgis-Alexander as well, Donnie, has scored 30 or more points in 38 of the 53 games he has played this year for Oklahoma City, 37 and 17, the overall record. So Shea has missed only one game. Availability is a component now of the NBA MVP conversation because SGA has been out there and all but one game for a team that has the second best record in the Western Conference. He is going to factor in to the conversation. Nikola Jokic, one of the best things about his resume, 55 games for Denver, 36 and 19, the overall record for the Nugs. Nikola Jokic has played in 53 of the 55. Does it surprise you at all, though, Donnie? Because, again, in the NFL, different category, different set of evaluation, wins and losses tied to the quarterback award that is the MVP. But for the Boston Celtics right now, who have far and away the best record in the NBA, 43-12, and 12, Jason Tatum, based on the numbers he has put up this year, is 10, 000, plus 10,000, 1,001 to win the NBA MVP award, or 101, excuse me, as I try to get my numbers correct. Nobody really for Boston with the best record around the NBA is really a true factor in the MVP race in the association. 
and it's a shame for Tatum because equally he should be involved in the MVP conversation. He's a really good basketball player. But I think when we take a look at the MVP markets, like if you take away Tatum from the Boston Celtics, they're probably still a quality team. If you take away Jokic from the Denver Nuggets, it doesn't work. You take away Joel Embiid from the Philadelphia 76ers, it doesn't work. A young team like OKC who needs that guy scoring 30 points in SGA, you take him away, where would they wind up? And certainly Luka Doncic at a 13-1 to price. The same thing if you take him away from the Mavericks. I do. It's yeah. one of those where you talk about like the coaches in the NFL, Ben. It's like, no, hold on. They have a really good football team, so we can't give them coach of the year because that's not fair. It's wild how sometimes we break things down. It's just the way it is. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And Donnie said it. We are not voting on this award. The odds makers aren't setting the prices just because they will decide who wins the award. It's NBA media around the association. Back to the Super Bowl one final time next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Cruising through hour number one right here on the early line, a Thursday morning edition. The Bulls are back in the house here at Sunny Right Side. It's Ben Stevens, but there is a lot of fallout from Super Bowl 58. Now, the fun part about that is, is sure, we're going to move on to the offseason. The draft is coming up, free agency, OTAs, training camp, and another NFL season. That's a ways away, but we still like to take a look at that Super Bowl 58 ramifications of how we're going to play this out in the future. Is Kansas City going to have a three-peat? Can Kansas City even mm. make it to three straight Super Bowls, Ben, who we've never seen in NFL history? But if we take a look at that game on Sunday and get your ideas from that 25-22 overtime victory for the Kansas City Chiefs to get a yeah. second Super Bowl in a row here, give me some of the general thoughts on this game before we break it down from your vantage point. Yeah, I mean, obviously the big takeaway overtime strategy and the new playoff OT rules mm. in the National Football League. A team that had a strategy, another team that was learning the overtime rules at the same time as Taylor Swift and Ice Spice up in the box. Kyle Shanahan can say whatever he wants, but you need to have a strategy. I actually think there is a debate in terms of what is the best course of action. Get the football first, try to set the pace in terms of what the scoring needs to be in the overtime session to allow a a response so that if there is a response sudden death football in your hands to go and win a championship I also think there is merit of course to receiving or to kicking and being the second team to get the football in overtime in the postseason to have the chance to answer and walk it off as we saw with Kansas City but DRS I wasn't here on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday for us to look back on this but as we were setting the stage for the Super Bowl out in Las Vegas and as we have discussed all season long around this specific Chiefs team on the football field, very different 
than what we had seen in the previous two Super Bowl championships, in the runs to AFC championship games in all six seasons with Patrick Mahomes as the starting quarterback. That was offense-led. That was Mahomes. That was Kelsey. That was Tyreek Hill at a time. That was the Chiefs team that we had come to expect. This team, even throughout the AFC postseason, in my estimation, highlighted in the AFC title game against the Baltimore Ravens, was led by defense. And that was the story for the first three and a half quarters. It looked like a Big Ten West football game. It looked like Iowa and Nebraska on Black Friday. But ultimately, as it really started to intensify late in the fourth quarter and, of course, into overtime, Donnie, as you said all along, it is hard to bet against Patrick Mahomes. And if the football is going to be in Mahomes' hands with his team on the brink of winning a Super Bowl championship once again, how could you look the other way? And ultimately, Patrick Mahomes proves time and again he is the best player in the National Football League, and he wins his third Lombardi trophy. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, just to set you up on this one, like after the AFC championship game that Monday, I basically went on a crusade through every show I did saying like, for, don't handicap the game. Just just don't do it. It yep. doesn't matter if there's eighth graders out there with Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. They're going to win. Why? Because Patrick Mahomes is going to be your quarterback. They didn't even start out great. But also when you have one of the best players of all time down. And when I talk about that, a double digit lead, you have to continue to hit the gas pedal. San Francisco wasn't able to do that. But we saw early in the third quarter, Patrick Mahomes had a terrible interception where San Francisco took over the football roughly around midfield. You go down with a seven-point lead, punch that in, and make it two touchdowns here. You got them on the ropes exactly where you want them. But Steve Spagnuolo's defense rose to the occasion yep. and forced a punt. Didn't even hurt them at all when that turnover took place at midfield. That could have been a big turning point. But let me ask you this question, too, because playing it out in real time, while we were in the studio, obviously, when we're doing a live show, you can't have on, you know, Jim Nance and Tony Romo. So I was watching yeah. on the side monitor in there while we were going live with Gabe, Joe, and also uh, and Scotty Farrell in the studio. We were questioning, like, the motives of why would you take the football here? But you know what actually right. looks like we're going to get that finally, like, we're never going to make this mistake again? And it was a big mistake by Kyle Shanahan because here's how it's going to play out. Kyle Shannon, after the game, Ben, goes, you know what? We are playing for the third possession. And I got upset with that because it never made it to a third possession. So how stupid can you be as a head coach to play for a third possession and you might not get there? But it looks to me the way you should be playing this from here on out. And Andy yeah. Reid and the Chiefs actually said this. Yeah, we were going to kick off. So, therefore, if San Francisco drives down and scores a touchdown, yeah, we got four downs to drive down and get a touchdown. You're never getting the third right. possession, Ben. Why? You're going to go for the two-point conversion and end it right there because then it turns into true sudden death, and you're behind the vantage point at that point. Here. So, yep. I think for future Super Bowls, we actually saw the blueprint, Ben, and I don't think we're ever going to have an issue with that again. I agree as well, and it's not just Super Bowls, of course. It's any playoff game that would get playoffs. to that extra yeah. session yep. where now that debate and discussion would certainly trend to kicking the ball off and getting it second if you win the coin toss in the playoffs. Regular season, you always receive. You try to score a touchdown, and the game went back right then and there. And again, Donnie Kyle Shanahan can say whatever he would like, Following the game a couple of days after as the Super Bowl aftermath sets in for San Francisco, but with his players and the guys that have been veterans on this team, Eric Armstead, Kyle Juszczyk, come out after the game and said, we had no idea what the strategy was. We weren't sure the playoff rules were even any different in overtime. You can try to 
you know, go back and do revisionist history in terms of what your plan was and the inability to execute or whatever. You didn't have a plan. You didn't have a process. Meanwhile, Kansas City did, and it's a great point you bring up. Let's say San Francisco does score a touchdown on that opening offensive possession of overtime. Kansas City will use all four downs to drive the length of the field to get down there and then probably take sudden death into their own hands for that two-point conversion. And that's what we saw Kansas City do after the Niners kicked a field goal to set the stage in OT. Donnie, last week on the FanDuel Sportsbook set, we had a really good segment where we looked at who was going to lead Super Bowl 58 in the three main categories, passing yards, rushing yards, receiving yards. If you look back on what ended up playing out in Super Bowl 58, the guy that had the highest passing yards prop, Patrick Mahomes at 262.5, led Super Bowl 58 in passing yards. Of course, he finished with 333, nearly 400 total yards of offense just from Patrick Mahomes himself, leading rusher for Kansas City, 66 on the ground. His rushing yards prop was 25.5. For Super Bowl 58, a number he has been over now in all four Super Bowl appearances as KC's starter. The guy that had the highest rushing yards prop of the game, 90 and a hook, the number for Christian McCaffrey. He goes under, finishing with 80, but still the game's leading rusher. The guy that had the highest receiving yards prop, that was Travis Kelsey at 70 and a hook. Nine grabs, 10 targets, 93 yards. Kelsey stepping up in the most significant spots once again for Kansas City. He was the game's leading receiver in terms of yardage. It is funny that things can go chalk. And in that triple crown play we discussed on the FanDuel Sportsbook set in Las Vegas, the biggest stars in each component rose to that occasion. And again, when you look at Patrick Mahomes, his third Lombardi trophy already, his third Super Bowl ring, his third Super Bowl MVP. Of course, he entered the game at a plus 150 number, the best number to win Super Bowl 58's MVP award. The career resume is ridiculous, and the guy is still only 28 years old. There was a time, Donnie, I think it was after the division around, where Buffalo was bounced by Kansas City, and then we talked about Jim Harbaugh, the coaching carousel, and what was going to happen in Los Angeles, and you made this point. You would so much rather be a head coach, a player, a team, a quarterback in the NFC than the AFC at this point because Mahomes is under 30, Josh Allen is 28 years old, Lamar Jackson is under 30, Joe Burrow is under 30. If Justin Herbert becomes anything, he is well under 30. Same with Tua Tungavailoa, so on and so forth. The AFC South with C.J. Stroud and Trevor Lawrence. The AFC is absolutely stacked, and it seems as though it will remain that way for the next decade at bare minimum at this point. Yeah, and that's also when you're taking those jobs as a head coach, right? Jim Harbaugh goes from Michigan out to the West Coast, and he has a very good team, and they go, whoa, at least for the next five years, you're going to have Andy Reid and Mahomes in their absolute prime here, so good luck with that, and maybe that's written on your tombstone, like, hey, I tried, but it was just Reid and Mahomes, and we couldn't get by him. So let's go over this question with Patrick Mahomes and where it sits here, because that graphic is quite interesting for a guy that's not even into his 30s yet. Let's just say for Patrick Mahomes, he has – 10 more years up to 38 to be in his prime. I'm not going to say Andy Reid is going to be there t- the entire way, but let's double those statistics. Six-time Super Bowl champion, six-time, I mean, come on, six-time Super I mean, Bowl MVP, if that turns out. I mean, you're in that conversation, but sometimes we do use the terms prisoner of the moment. I love Patrick Mahomes. He just might be the most talented quarterback we've ever seen, and he's only 28 years. But the conversation coming in with Tom Brady, is it a conversation? I don't think so yet. 
10 Super Bowls, seven wins for Brady. And sometimes we forget so much because you only see what you're saying now. Wow, every time Patrick Mahomes comes on my screen, he's absolutely devastating. But yet from 2000 to, let's just say, 2015, Tom Brady had ice water in his veins every single week and left me astounded. Like, only Brady could absolutely do that. So that trajectory to being the best all time, some people are saying Mahomes is the best of all time already. What's your point of view on that, Ben? No, he is not the best of all time already. What he can do at the quarterback position is something we have never really seen in National Football League history. But I take it from the guy himself, Patrick Mahomes, who was asked about the GOAT comparison with Tom Brady, said it's always going to be hard for me. I'm not, this is a quote for Patrick Mahomes, it is always going to be hard for me to give myself the edge as we actually faced off in Super Bowl 55 and the Bucks blew out Mahomes and the Chiefs and he was sacked five times and threw two interceptions and Tom Brady's Buccaneers gave Tom his seventh Super Bowl championship. Unlike LeBron James versus Michael Jordan those two guys never took an NBA floor at the same time Mahomes and Brady did at the pinnacle of the sport in a Super Bowl that might not be the only deciding factor but that was the seventh Super Bowl for Tom Brady seventh Super Bowl victory for Tom Brady Mahomes still has a way to go but the dynastic run for Kansas City is very much here throughout the 20 years that Brady and Belichick were together in New England there wasn't always 14 win seasons for New England and the Pats Donnie there were times where they struggled and we would always ask the question is this the end of the Patriots dynasty as we know it is this the year the good luck finally runs out That felt like this was the year for Kansas City, and yet it ends in a Super Bowl championship once again. You're right about that, and that's maybe the tough pill to swallow for the rest of the AFC, because if you can knock off the Chiefs, and let's just say that very first road game in Buffalo, the Buffalo Bills win by a field goal, move on, and take on the Ravens. Who cares who wins the next game, because we're focused on the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, look at that. Patrick Mahomes, yep, we were right. Just get him outside of Arrowhead. He can't win those football games. That's the way to do it. Just keep him away. And they went out with maybe the least talented offensive team that Patrick Mahomes has had. They went out and beat the Buffalo Bills. They went to beat the AFC front runners there, the Baltimore Ravens. Then went into the Super Bowl against what everybody thought was the best overall team, Ben, in the NFL, and beat them as well. It just feels like a missed opportunity for the AFC because I tweeted out after that game. All right, now let's wait for a number one wide receiver to show up next year for the Kansas City Chiefs. Good luck stopping them, Ben. And, Donnie, you made the point, right? You said it there. We said it all week in Las Vegas. Don't even try to handicap this game. And it sounds like, okay, what is this guy saying? He's paid to be a handicapper. He is paid to look into the numbers. As long as you have Patrick Mahomes, that is the difference. There are numbers associated with that as well. Now, 13, 14, or 13 times, excuse me, booked as an underdog in his career. He has won outright in 10 of those 13 games, and his Kansas City team is 11-1-1 against the spread. Something we didn't really get to, and we'll talk about later for San Francisco. They made a change in their coaching staff yesterday, firing defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes after only one season, and for most of the year, the 49ers had one of the best defensive units in all of the national football. More on the early line, coming your way next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. 
Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Today is a big day out in Los Angeles. It is Tiger Woods' return to competitive and professional golf. At the tournament that he hosts, the Genesis Open at Riviera Country Club in Los Angeles. Tiger Woods to win at Riv. 170 to 1. To see him finish all four rounds would be a testament to just the great golf that Tiger Woods can play. Last night on Game Time Decisions, we heard from our pro, Brady Cannon, about the Tiger Woods effect and what it means for sports gambling overall. You know, Adam, it is the Tiger effect. I mean, I spoke Mm -hmm. with a lot of bookmakers around the country today, and uh, Tiger is getting the... the, he is getting the most attention more than anybody in the outright market, in the top fives, in the top tens, in the top twenties, about the only market where we're not really seeing him that I talked to these bookmakers about is first round leader or top American. Scotty Scheffler is getting the most attention for top American as far as the, uh, as far as the, um, as far as the first round leader market, I believe Sam Burns is the number one selection. Emiliano Grillo is the second most popular choice there. Uh, you've got uh, Bo Hossler is a popular first round leader pick. So uh, Tiger not getting the attention in every market, but certainly in the more high profile markets. Like I said, to, to win the tournament outright, top five, top 10, top 20, Again, that was Brady Cannon last night on Game Time Decisions, breaking down the sports gambling ramifications of Tiger Woods being back in a PGA Tour event. And Donnie, despite being 170 to 1, I would not be surprised if he has the largest handle backing him to win this week at the Genesis Open. Yeah, and usually you're not even getting a very good price on him, Ben, right? Because the bookmakers know that. Like, oh, he's really 150 yeah. to 1. We'll put that at 50 to 1, and people still bet it. You're getting close to a 200 to 1 price here. But by the way, on the FanDuel Sportsbook, some pretty good options under the Tiger specials to cheer him on yeah. today. The big cat back on the prowl. 12.25 p.m. Eastern time out in Los Angeles at the Genesis Open Riviera Country Club. Hour 2 of the early line starts in less than a minute. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. America. 